Everybody. Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. It's me, Montana, and I am coming out. This is a lesson, of audio lesson for lesson 18, but I am caught up on the readings up to lesson 21. I just am not caught up on the content, so I'm sorry that I'm a little bit behind on the content. If you're at the reading, I am at the reading. I'm just like a, a little bit behind on getting my thoughts on them out because I just read to up to 20 tonight and it's literally 4.05 a.m. So it's actually the morning, but I am going out of town. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> if I'm going to be safe, I got COVID tested. Everyone got COVID tested. We're getting, yeah, we're being safe. But this is because this is to celebrate my graduation. Cause when I graduated, I really wanted to go on a trip, but I was too poor. And then I was like, I'll go in a couple months. And then after a couple months, I got in a car accident and then the, my ankle broke. And then right when my ankle was healed then the COVID happened. And then now, yeah. So I'm so burnt out. I need this more than anything. My brain is fried. It's 4.05 a.m. Like, I want to get my thoughts out on this one because, I don't know, my birthday was this weekend, too. That's another reason I'm a little bit behind on putting out the content. Um, I wanted everything in my being to, like, get ahead, but I didn't. I didn't. I literally didn't. I did nothing Saturday. Like, my my actual birthday, I stayed on the phone all morning and then went to dinner with my family and it was beautiful. It was literally the first birthday, like my first normal birthday with my family. And then like, it was so normal that I came home and cried for like an hour and a half and then like got my feelings about some other stuff, you know, hashtag healing, hashtag not even going to give life to daddy issues because I don't ha- I literally don't have daddy issues. I really feel so good. But it was like it's the first. It was like the first. It was just weird, y'all. I don't know. Birthdays are weird. I swear. I There are people who genuinely love and live and live and die for their birthday. They love it. It's their everything. That's just not me. I'm just not that way. I don't know what it is about me. That's just like, I don't know. I It's like you're like. Montana, you're a comedian. You love attention. Why don't you love your birthday? It's like, no, I don't really like love attention, you know? <laughs> Not all about me, okay? The the Okay, whatever. I like lesson 18 because... So, yeah, this weekend was just, like, really heavy. But lesson 18, let's get into it because it's 4.05. 4.07 now. 4.08 now. Actually, it just changed. So, we are going to get into this lesson for about 10 minutes and then I'm going to go to bed wake up and the next time I record a podcast I'll probably be at my destination and I'll let y'all know when I'm there okay lesson 18 healing the hungry heart I dreamt last night a marvelous error that there were honeybees in my heart making honey out of my old failures Antonio Machado that is so beautiful I'm making honey out of your old failures, a honeybee. I love a little honeybee. Um, 4.05 a.m. Tana is wild, but um, this is basically how it opens up is something that literally 
any man I've ever had a conversation with, I've envisioned like our future together probably. And so this, it opens up about how even if you're the most secure and independent person, sometimes it, at the, the hope of a relationship, you can become neurotic and needy and like feel so insecure, even though that's like polar opposite of who you are. Um, and even though you're like functioning well, it's like really, you became, you become like desperate at the signs of love and like falling in love is a regressive state. And I never really thought about it that way. And that's how the book says it. It brings us straight to the heart of our hunger, our hunger for meaning, for comfort, for satisfaction, and for safety. And then it goes, the sexual bonding we long for, the disappearance of all boundaries and borders, the complete state of union and primal bliss is a connection similar to one of an infant ideally has with a mother. Wow. The act of lovemaking is merging as two people becoming one energy. Yeah, y'all, I don't think we realize what even sex is. Hello, we don't. So, just like sidebar, just be careful with it. It's a gift. Um, And if you haven't in the past, it's okay. If you haven't been careful with it. You know, I'm out here talking to myself. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Um, so when you, I like how in the book it gets into when you've adapted in life rather than healed. And if you've coped rather than cured, everything is going to come out when you start dating because it goes back to the beginning work in this book. When I was talking like one half, you have to come into a relationship as a relationship is two people. So you have to come in as a one whole person and a one whole person coming together to make two people. It can't be like a half and a half because you're going to be looking to fill those voids with that person and that's just never going to work. That person can't heal you. That person is never going to be able to fix those wounds or fix whatever happened to you in your childhood. You can't get what you were missing in your tra- from your childhood from someone else and this is where it gets into you know I mean this is so I'm just I got a little bit ahead of myself I want to go back sorry um my mom used to always say um hold on let me pause this real quick guys I'm sorry so I'm sorry because I write notes and I if I write a note, I want to make sure I talk about it. And I wanted to read about what I was writing the note about. And basically, it was in the middle part of page 118. And it was like, you attract those who lack the very same abilities that our primary caregivers do. And so I, for one, always used to find myself back in the day, you know, like before I started this, <laughs> just kidding, before I started like going to counseling and stuff, like... I found myself only going after guys that were like my faja, my faja in the negative ways. In the negative ways, like the the alcoholic guys or the douche the the douchey guys, the jerks, the the you know, just like kinda like arrogant or you know I would just I found myself doing that and I think a lot of girls do that. They 
uh, and a lot of, not even just girls, a lot of guys go after guys, girls, (laughs) mommy issues are just as big as daddy issues, so let's not even go there, but I remember that my, a lot of my exes have a lot of these qualities, and I remember when I was younger, or not younger, but a little bit younger, my (laughs) mom and I would, like, go to counseling together when all this stuff was happening with my fascia, and one of the times we were there, she was saying how she knew that she needed to leave when she didn't, when she knew that like one of her biggest prayers was, I don't want you to end up with a man like your dad. And she was like, if I'm praying that for her, like, I don't want you to end up with a guy like that. I That made me be like, oh my goodness. My mom was praying that like, I, now I'm like, oh my goodness. I feel so sad for my mommy, but yeah, we're just like working on it. We love it. But, um, until you're healed, it doesn't matter how much someone loves you, you're going to be empty again. So you have to really, you know, you can't deprive yourself of healing and and love. Um, you can't be anchored in the past. And if you feel like You're not going to be too much for the right person. I've seen, I've heard that quote before. Like, don't ever, you're never going to be too much. So don't shrink yourself back. You deserve healing though. You deserve to be free from the things that happened to you. You are more than what has happened to you. Yes, we are, your story matters and your story is important. That's what my whole basis of this platform is, is that your story matters. But you are an overcomer. You have overcome that. You are not living in the past anymore. You stand here talking about it and standing, talking from victory and from healing. And it's there for all of us. And so it gets back into what we, you can't get what you're missing from your childhood from another person. So this gets into like reparenting yourself. And so it's sad when you have to realize that you don't really get what you need from your initial caregiver sometimes. But that's okay because guess what? Like you have to grieve it. You have to realize it. and But you also like I feel like it gives us an opportunity for empathy because the same is true for them. Their parents didn't know and there's so much more awareness for us doing this book and so be grateful for this awareness that you're able to change it and and gain empathy okay but you do have to sometimes we're gonna have to reparent ourselves we can't be living in the past and being like oh poor me I didn't have a mom and dad like we have to be like you know what I'm gonna reparent myself I'm gonna give myself love attention support protection we don't get that sometimes. It's sad to realize that we didn't get what our, from our initial caregivers attention, support, protection, and love. The understanding that you can never go back and undo, the, undo that loss can feel tragic. As with any loss, it must be grieved with the ultimate goal of acceptance. Lack of acceptance causes us to tenaciously cling to the fantasy that someone, somewhere, will come and make it all better to us. And I got, I like, I have to let you guys know something like Prince Charming, this whole Cinderella fantasy. It's, it's, it's a, that's what it is. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. And like, 
Disney movies are like so much fun to watch and they're so fun and they're so cool and they're so trendy but and rom-coms are so cute but really guys that stuff is not real most of this stuff is mundane most of real life is just mundane and so it's time that you start giving yourself what you've been waiting for someone else to give you and the things that you thought that your that your parents couldn't do or wouldn't provide for you you ha- this is an opportunity for you to become that to practice loving kindness and generosity towards yourself as well as towards them an affirmation of the value of our lives to decide to fall in love. I just messed that whole sentence up, guys. It's 419. <laughs> Hold on. It's an affirmation of the value of our lives to decide to fall. I am really messing this sentence up. It's an affirmation of the value of our lives to decide to fall in the face of all that is not love oh my goodness that was a mouthful to get out but yes if it's not love we don't want it your parents did the best they could maybe they didn't what matters is whether or not you find your way home to your own wholeness what lies between us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And that's one of the best quotes of all times. And so I want to go over some of these questions for the practice of the week or of the day. And it says, describe your, it's just about journaling. And so these are just some things if you're journaling, which I hope you are journaling through this process. I hope you have a journal dedicated to this book um i do i know kara does she made a whole instagram about it it was so cute shout out to my girl anyway i hope you have a journal for this okay guys um describe your father's best most supportive and loving qualities um so i realize i talk a lot of ish not ish but just like i taught i've said only like um, just like that my dad's not a part of my life, but for a large part of my life, he was a part of my life. So I do have good memories. So I'm going to share some good ones because I don't want you guys to think I'm just some cold hearted witch with a B. <laughs> and he was really hardworking. He was a very hard worker. He instilled that in me. I remember I would see him wake up at like 5 a.m. and he would have his cereal and he would watch sports center and he would go to work before I would be up for school every day and so he and he would be the last one home we would it was we would already be home from school and work and we would be like getting dinner ready and he would like he was always the first in the first out and the last in um and he was really funny um so that was pretty cool he taught, he was pretty funny. My family is funny. It's the trauma. Um, when did you feel safe with him? 
um and i put at home probably just like we always were at home we never did anything really how often did he keep his word to you this is like i'm probably gonna skip this one because like mostly a lot when i was a child as far as now no and then (laughs) and then Okay, this is not funny. This is not funny, okay? But when I read it, I laughed because these were things I wrote the first time through, but they I still mean them. <laughs> but just my blunt answer because the when I went through this book in 2020, y'all, I was in a way dark place than I was now. And I was like go I was like in what ways did he let you down? That's the question I said literally. <laughs> I literally said getting addicted to <laughs> to heroin like and I don't know why when I read that a minute ago I laughed and I realized that sometimes like my healing comes through laughing because that I it's not funny the statement isn't fu- the the actual fact that it happened isn't funny but I've actually like been through a lot of healing through that like I said I've been through a bunch of counseling it was just the bluntness that I wrote because like before I'm telling you before I would have even been able to say that like when I was going through counseling and going through healing, we were talking about addiction in the in and the brain in my neuroscience class. It was like one of my last classes um, in psychology. And I was still going through counseling about this. And I literally like would get so much anxiety when we would when, when I, I couldn't even talk about addiction. There were times. So like just the fact that I could even write it that bluntly, like healing is a process. So just keep remembering that. So describe your mother's best most supportive and loving qualities unconditional love care compassion faith y'all my mom is the most spiritual person i know one time she forgot to pray and i was like get, uh, she she goes to work early in the morning and i was working from home still and she um she comes running in the door and i'm like making my coffee it's first thing in the morning she's like i forgot to pray And she literally had to go in her room and get on her knees. I'm like, first of all, mom, you know you can pray literally anywhere. She's like, I know, but, like, this is just, like, my ritual. She's like, that's how spiritual my mom is. Me over here, I'm like, what the frick is she doing? She's a psycho. (laughs) But, yeah, my mom is literally Virgin Mary. Um, To what degree did you feel connected to her? Um, If you guys ever meet my mom you'll see that we're literally the same person and as much we're the same person so much so that like I think that's why it made me and her not get along for so long because I think I was just like I didn't like that and so in what ways did you trust her what ways did you not what ways did she let you down and so then it goes now write a list of what was missing from your childhood you can use this list as a guide so if you were list you are missing nurturing nurturing can be soothing soothing you when you were disappointed basic hygiene basic life skills consistency and dependability attention encouragement of your talents protection being cherished respect of boundaries unconditional love and then when you've written your list out loud when you've written your list, write or say out loud the following regarding each quality that was missing. I, Montana, you would put your name there, release and forgive blank for failing to blank. I give up failing to blank 
myself. I promise to do my absolute best to begin to blank myself from this day forward. And I claim blank as mine fully and completely. So I'll read you that because that might have been completely, that might have not make sense. Okay. I, Montana, release and forgive my mom and dad. <laughs> okay. For failing to protect our family. I give up failing to prove myself. I promise to do my absolute best to begin to love myself. From this day forward, I claim to love. I claim love. Oh, I in wait. In this day, from this day forward, I claim love as mine fully and completely. I cannot read, guys. I literally am leading a book club, and I full on cannot read. It's four twenty seven a.m. I'm going to bed for a few hours to get up to go to the airport. So I butchered that whole sentence. Don't judge me. I have a college degree. I really can read. I just am not very good at it. But we're learning, growing, expanding. Okay, guys. Lesson 19 is about reclaiming the disowned self. Okay, I want you guys to open yourself up to love today. I want you guys to tell someone you love them today, like whether it be like a friend. Tell someone you love them today, okay? I love you guys. I mean it. Bye-bye.